1: It's February
2: 3rd, 1889, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, The Retrospectors!
1: So it was on this day that Bell Star, the bandit queen, the most fearsome lady outlaw of the Wild West, was murdered, capping off a life in which basically every single person she ever knew or came into contact with had also been murdered in pretty bloody and brutal circumstances.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was two days before her 41st birthday and she was riding home from a neighbour's house when someone blasted her off her horse as she ate a piece of cornbread. It's evocative, isn't it? Yeah, it's a tiny and interesting detail considering that there's so much that we don't know about her murder, including, for example, her murderer. (laughs) Um, But she fell off her horse and got shot again. In the face. She died then of two shotgun wounds. One was in her back and her neck and one was in her shoulder and her face. And yeah, to this day, we don't know who did it. I'm glad that you've both managed to make this sound pretty sexy and exciting at the beginning, because
2: I was a bit disappointed when I started researching the outlaw Bell Star. I just always assumed that... Her story was going to be one of daring, do and glamour and, you know, a bit of brutal violence thrown in for good measure. But actually, this isn't really a great story of the Wild West, is it? It's a bit depressing and, frankly, a bit undeserving of notoriety, apart from the fact she was a woman. I don't think there's much about her story as a bandit that was on the run that would otherwise be recorded by
3: history. Well, she was bandit-adjacent. I think we can all agree Bandit adjacent. Agree that. Great name for a dime <laughs> novel. <laughs>
1: It's like most Wild West icons. When you look into them, a lot of the legends around them are tall tales that were printed after their deaths. And Bell Starr actually encouraged the notoriety. She didn't mind people telling a few porcupines about what she was actually getting up to. But when you look into it, and this is the case with all of them, the reality was mm. actually pretty sordid and grubby. Well,
3: before we get there, can we just do a little bit of the myth? There's some lovely stuff that isn't true. And <laughs> I, found this, <laughs> I found this poem about her, which goes... Like this.
1: Are you saying her life didn't really happen in rhyming
3: couplets? <laughs> this is the sort of the myth about her. Eight lovers, they say, combed her wavy black hair. Eight men knew the feel of her dark velvet waist. Eight men heard the sound of her tan leather skirt. And eight men heard the bark of the guns that she wore. That's it. It doesn't rhyme. But, it's, uh, <laughs> but it does at least get us to the mythology that came to surround her, that she was this sort of attractive woman who'd taken lots of lovers and then had a a really tragic death.
2: Or to put it in the full title of the dime novel Bell Star Bandit Queen or the female Jessie James a full and authentic history of the dashing female highwayman with copious (laughs) extracts from her journal Handsomely and profusely illustrated. <laughs> handsomely and profusely exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a non-existent journal that was made. Right. <laughs> yeah, so this was
1: published and probably all of it written by Richard K. Fox, who was the publisher of the National Police Gazette. And this was really instrumental in building up this persona of who Bell Star was. And it portrayed her as a ladylike Southern Belle forced to turn to a life of crime to avenge her brother who'd been killed in the Civil War. I mean, the truth, as we've touched on, was indescribably grand. Rhymier, but it certainly set her up as kind of like the anti-Calamity Jane. You know if you take away obviously the 1950s film with Doris Day, Calamity Jane was very I don't want to feel like I'm slagging her off or body shaming her, but she was kind of a <laughs> stout, plain lady who wore men's clothes. You know, she was you know probably what most women would be if they were living that lifestyle. Whereas bell was relatively mm. glamorous. You know, she wore a tight black sort of coat that was buttoned up and she had big flowing skirts. She always apparently rode her men side saddle and she actually like, her early years were very far from being wild uh, she was born Myra Belle Shirley in Missouri in 1948
2: very gone with the wind
1: yes her father mm. was a prosperous innkeeper and farmer in the town of Carthage she was educated at the Carthage Ladies Academy where she apparently enjoyed playing the piano and horse riding but also she had five brothers and hot temper and very independent spirit From an early age and you know her life would have been very different if the civil war hadn't happened that upended everything firstly her beloved brother bud was killed while fighting as a confederate guerrilla the town of carthage was raided and burnt her family's business was destroyed so everything really changed around that point and the the family were forced to flee to texas
3: and she then fell in with some of the members of that guerrilla group, Conchill's Raiders, one of whom had come to pay his respects after, you know, her brother had been killed. And there was a rumour that she uh, had a kid with that guy. His name was Cole Younger. But uh, history has later uh, decided that she didn't. But she did then marry another guy who was affiliated with that same group called Jim Reed. And he was a horseback gangster and rustler. Yeah, well, that's how she got involved with the Indians, wasn't it? Because Jim Reed rode with Cherokee Tom
2: Starr's gang. And it was with him that she opened a livery stable. And he was then shot and killed by a federal militia at the age of 21.
1: Yeah, and that left her alone with two children, her daughter Pearl, whose parentage is dubious, and her son Ed, who was definitely her son with Jim Reed. So she returned to Texas, and by this point, she was already fully leaning into her image as the bandit queen with her elaborate get-ups. She was riding around on her mare, Venus, who was later, I think, shot and
3: killed. Oh, man, even the horse. Yeah. She's like the Ozymandias of death.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, and she would go around wearing a man stetson with ostrich plumes. She also had her photo taken taken a lot unlike most people of the era so we have lots of images of her with various wild west personalities
3: and she did things like wear a rawhide necklace of rattlesnake rattles and also pistols and belts of cartridges crisscrossing her hips so (laughs) she did play up to the image that she was creating about herself actually whilst we're on a fashion beast just to
2: jump ahead a bit the second husband which we're about to get onto at the moment is said to have worn a necklace studded with the dried earlobes of men he'd killed Not as fashionable, I don't think. Won't find that on Etsy. Yeah.
1: I don't think that (laughs) one's going to catch on like the rattlesnake rattles.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that second man was Sam Starr, who was the son of Tom Starr, the guy who ran the gang that Jim Reed rode with. And with him, she settled in Indian Territory where their ranch became a refuge for outlaws. Jesse James stayed there apparently. It reminded me a bit of um you know how Elton John is always stepping in to help all the damaged pop stars at his mansion in Nice. <laughs> yeah. But she was basically that, wasn't she? You've had a hard time doing the shooting and pillaging.
3: Just come and put your feet up in my house. It's like the Andy Warhol factory, but for gunslingers. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they engaged in horse rustling, cattle rustling, all the different types of rustling, you know, a bit of robbery. Belle Star was kind of portrayed as the mastermind. And we're not sure how true that is. It might just be a way of explaining why she wasn't actually there at a lot of the gang's exploits. You know, in, in reality, she was probably at home with her two kids and a ranch that had to be looked after. But, you know, you can explain that away <laughs> by being like, no, no, she was at the ranch plotting all of the criminal exploits, which makes her even more criminal.
3: <laughs> the rumors were that she also took up with a bunch of the outlaws who came through her ranch including jack spaniard and jim french and blue duck
1: blue duck is the best one his full name was blueford duck <laughs> oh, it's
2: i thought it was some
1: kind of cool nickname but it was just short for his name blueford duck
2: <laughs> that sounds like a looney tunes character <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and despite all of the crimes they were committing the couple were actually only imprisoned once they were both arrested by base reeves who was the first black lawman in the west and definitely deserving of his own episode in the future and the pair of them served several months in prison for horse theft but as you can imagine as soon as they got out of prison several months later they resumed their rowdy ways in 1887 star was killed in a shootout and pretty much immediately bell took up with jim july star who was a distant relative and 15 years younger than a her possibly it speculated in order to keep her residence on the indian territory
3: apparently the the death of sam Starr happened with the shootout with this lawman at a christmas party did you encounter that <laughs> no. i was like what what is this christmas party that has brought together <laughs> lawmen and outlaws they're like guys this
1: reconciliatory christmas party was a terrible idea <laughs> yeah. so we're getting up to the
2: time now which is close to her death aren't we on the third husband allegedly she threw a guy called edgar watson off her land because he was wanted for murder so they carried on this being a refuge for gunslingers thing but not for murderers she didn't like him and that's why people think watson might have killed her because he never forgave her for the perceived slight and in fact when she was killed deputies found tracks leading to his place and discovered Mm. that his double-barreled shotgun had recently been fired, so there was (laughs) circumstantial evidence pointing to him. It's pretty open and shut, that one. (laughs) I think, but there was a court case, and then it came out that he had never, in fact, uh, been on the run for murder and therefore there was no motive
1: although i feel like in this area everybody's shotgun had been fired recently so maybe it's not as open and shut <laughs> as it sounds yeah so he was actually he was tried and he was acquitted so and nobody else was ever tried for the killing um her husband believed that it could have been linked to a feud with a neighbor but other people suspected her own son eddie she had apparently recently thrashed him over his mistreatment of one of her horses But whoever killed her, Jim July himself was shot dead a few weeks later in an unrelated incident. And actually, Eddie, her son, he was jailed soon after her death as a horse thief, but later became a deputy in a kind of weird reversal of fortune. And he was Mm -hmm. killed in a saloon shootout in 1896, aged 25.
2: Yeah, so too long, don't read. Uh, Despite sounding glamorous, in fact, the Wild West was appalling, and it's much better we don't (laughs) live in that era now. The end. (laughs) (laughs)
3: The tomorrow he's got a sort of blonde wig and he's wearing a mini skirt and so on but he's really not going to pass as a cheerleader love
2: the show support the show patreon.com slash retrospectors part of the acast creator network